0: Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo, wherever they need us, our destiny's lead us, Amigos, we're always together. Good evening and welcome along to the Three Amigos F podcast. I'm the Markle Curse and I'm joined today by my amigo Mars you can find on Twitter at Mars05. Make sure you're following our group account at 3 Amigos FPL. In this getting to know you mini-series we've interviewed inter- FPL managers from all over the world. It is our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FPL accounts we interact with each week. To do that we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have Karam, who you should all know and love, of course, from his Twitter account, at Karam, T-A-Y-S-E-R, so Karam Taser. Welcome to the show, Karam. Are you ready to reveal your soul to the FBL community?
1: Hello, Mars. Hello, Don. Yes, it's me here, and um, it's time to um, reveal my identity here, I would imagine, right? (laughs) <laughs> That's it um yeah. the, uh, of course, of
0: course, Marzi was on your um, your your youtube your video series um and uh, you for the Arabic community, so um he had a great time on that, so we decided we'd better reciprocate and invite you on our own podcast so i um, looking forward to getting to know you tonight
1: yeah, so am I looking forward to that, and uh, I would say I, w- I want to say hi to uh, to the listeners as well. Um, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this podcast. Great stuff. Um,
0: so I'll kick things off with the first question we always ask our victims or sorry, our guests on the show. So describe yourself to us in three words.
1: Um, I used to be called uh, enthusiastic um, by the people around me because I'm always open um, to new challenges, to learn, um, whether it's work-related or off-work-related. Um, so I always like to have it in my identity. Um, I like to call myself a diligent as well and a very competitive person. Um, I don't like to lose. I accept losing, but I am always competitive, which we will touch further on it when it comes to FPL uh, as well. So enthusiastic, diligent, and competitive. Very good. Nice, Excellent.
2: nice. That's, that's uh, yeah, I, I can see it. I can see the diligence in your work on the on the YouTube and the enthusiasm when you're talking to people and uh, and when you play in FPL um, and then the competitiveness when the TC did not work. But we won't talk too much about that one, hey? We'll uh, we'll let that one we'll let that one slide. <laughs> so come. <laughs> yeah. Back. Um, So tell us, where do you live and what do you currently work at? And uh, obviously, uh, because I know you, tell us uh, obviously where originally you're from as well, so people can know who you are.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, So I am Palestinian. Um, I used to live in uh, Gaza Strip. um, And then four years ago, I moved to the Netherlands um, to to do my master's studies in water engineering. Um, I live now in Delft, which is a very beautiful small city um, located between The Hague and Rotterdam um where I studied my masters and until today I still live here but after the masters I um I have a job in Amsterdam which is a uh, which is a bit of 65 kilometers away from uh, from Delft and in Amsterdam I work um in booking.com which probably you all know as a fraud analyst um and what I like the most about my job um is that we uh, we work in Kind of uh, investigating any kind of fraud, um, uh, fraudulent activities um, uh, um, on the, um, on our website. Um, and uh, the, the main connection between my role and FPL is that um, both they share the same common, which is research and uh, putting out data, um, which uh, something I, I like really, um, especially when it comes to FPL. So, um, yeah, a very good match. Very good match, I would say. Uh,
0: so tell us, um, how and when did you first get into FBL and football in general? Maybe even the Premier League, or do you watch actually Eredivisie? Or what, how do you pronounce the uh, the
1: um, the Dutch league actually? Av- um, Eredivisie. Eredivisie. Oh, that's it. That's it uh, quite, Dutch, quite Dutch name. Um, well, football. Uh, I can't. I can't tell you that football is uh, part of my blood, um, and I love it since I was. A very child. Um, I remember when I was five or six years old, I watched the uh, the Japanese anime called Captain. Tsubasa, if if anyone is familiar with it, so uh, I used to watch every episode of it. And then um, the first time where I really start to watch football regularly was in 2005, four on five. Um, I'm a fan of Barcelona, and Ronaldinho was the uh, the magician of that uh, of that time. Um, And then um, I started to expand my league. So I was focusing on La Liga until uh, 2008 and 2009. Then I started watching the Premier League and I had to pick up a team, obviously. So um, at that time I picked Man City um, when I saw that a club who started to build um, a team and started competing in the Premier League. Um, And until today, um, I'm cheering and supporting Man City, and I managed to watch a few matches uh, of them. Um, Two of them were recently against Liverpool last month and Arsenal last week. Um, When it comes to FPL, I joined uh, the FPL in 2017. Uh, So that's my second season, not too long when uh, when compared to the uh, FPL community uh but basically the way i found it was uh purely accident um so i was i'm fascinated by football and and my long term um achievement or objective is to be a football manager so um for now i'm trying to look up some kind of um, managerial material about football and so on so I, I started to search on football manager online games and and i ended up with the website of FPL um, and made an account and joined the game. And honestly, I did not understand fully the rules. So one of the funny things um, is that I did not understand how to build a team. So basically, all what I thought is to basically pick up the best team that I think of from my point of view, not FPL-wise. So um, I had two premium goalkeepers at that time because I thought, OK, well, De Gea and Peter Cech at Arsenal, Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be, it would be the piss pick and um, the formation was related to the actual like situation. So right back, left back, CDM and CM and uh, Aduero up front because I'm a big fan of Aguero. Um, so of course it started horribly and then um, I remember the chips which I didn't know much about them. So I used my bench boots the first week, the triple caps in the second week. Um, so, uh, didn't, didn't go very well. And then Mm -hmm. at the time I started to look at, okay, I need to improve my, my game because uh, this is, this is not right. Um, and then I found out there is an FPL show and uh Facebook, uh, uh, the FPL, uh, Facebook page where Mark Sutherland used to be on Mondays talking about the strategies and transfers and, um, uh, assessment to the game week and from there i start to pick up the game and understand well no this is all going wrong. um so uh, uh and then every day i learn something new and and improve my game and uh, recently in, in this season um around october i believe um i really joined the uh, in, uh joined the uh, fpl community and started to look at uh, follow some um uh big accounts and and pages and listen to podcasts and i realized that there is so much material um to look at and it's not just about uh, reading the website or so
2: yeah and, and that, that's the beauty of fpl that you can uh from the passion of football you can pick it up quickly so you being new to, to the game which is quite interesting because i remember when i first started what would you say is um Your best memory, and obviously we ask what's your highest finish. But you've had two seasons. But more important than your highest finish, what's your best memory over the last two seasons? Could be a funny one, or it could be a Um,
1: well, there are few things from everything. So um, if I talk about captaincy, for example, I had I had some good memories about captaincy. And if you remember last season, the Christmas time when Harry Kane picked up uh, back-to-back hat tricks. Um, so basically that was very, very funny and very good at the same time because I captained Hurricane in the first, when he, when he did the first hat trick. And then it was around Christmas time and I was traveling. So I really missed the deadline for the game week after, which the captaincy remained on Hurricane. So uh, this is one of the situations, one of the few situations went when it went very, very well. Of course, um, uh, Mosala uh, got his uh, super hat against Watford with a whipping 58 points and this year 42 against Bournemouth. So those are like very uh, super good captaincy options, um, if I call it this way. Um, one of the funniest um, uh, decisions I have took is game week 15 of last season. Um, when I had uh, Spironi uh, in, in goalkeeping, where he was just a benched goalkeeper and all of a sudden, he, sta- he started in Crystal Palace. So um, I had no not goalkeepers. The, the two goalkeepers, one of them was injured, and the other one was Spirani. And Spirani came off the bench with 12 points at uh, that game week. And I had up front uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who also scored 11 points at uh, that game week. So uh, both of them um, uh, retained 23 points combined in, in a cost of less than $8 million, uh, or 8.5. So this was something really, really um, uh, one of the best moments and funniest at the same time when it comes to. <laughs> and of course, and of course there are many more uh, of them, but yeah, these are uh, these the the ones that stand out for me. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And uh, come here, tell us, Kram, what
0: is it that you like best about the game and what do you dislike most?
1: Yeah, I would imagine that there are many more things to like than uh, to dislike in this game. Um, first off, for me, what I like about the game is um, it makes you think and plan ahead. And um, it, it emerges the strategic planning um, um, uh, moving forward with the, with the game weeks and how do you plan your transfers. So you actually um play a game but also you improve um your decision making process by looking at data by looking at uh, expectations um and some kind of predictions you look at uh, data which i touched on it at the beginning of the podcast uh, that the kind of job i have um is 100 percent data related so i don't like to take decisions based on um rule of thumb um of course sometimes you need it but um I'm a kind of a person that, OK, once I have something concrete, um, then I take a decision. And it's the same thing when you when you when you play FPL, you take a decision, you do your transfers based on um, uh, a data. And you are convinced that this player will be um, a great asset for you moving forward. So, uh, it also improves your managerial skills in, in a way. Um, that you don't mess up with your team. You plan, you have your structure of your team. You try to uh, be wise with your transfers um and and all all that stuff. Um, I would add to that the community in Twitter. So um I really I, I can I can't tell that I joined Twitter um very thoroughly in October this season. So uh, after one and uh, one season and a few weeks of, of this season, I was not really involved in Twitter. Um, uh, if, even though the Twitter community is, is quite small uh, compared to the total number of managers worldwide, but it's it's very incredible, and and um, there are endless amount of information and data and comparison and and links and articles and blogs and posts that yeah that you can read and you have access to it. Um, it comes down, it, it reached a point where I can, where I really need to plan my, my timing. Okay. Uh, today I'm traveling by train to work. That's 550 minutes. I can listen to X podcast tomorrow. I listen to Y podcast. The, uh, next day I really, okay, read a few articles on fantasy football scout or any other website. So. Um, you really plan and, and arrange, arrange, your time to, to cover this, um, material and information, which is really brilliant. Um, if I look at the other side, what I dislike about the game, I think my, uh, as I said at the beginning, I am very competitive and this competition, um, initiates some stress, uh, from the fact that I am competitive. So whatever happens, this, Game week, for example, there is something part of me says I'm not satisfied from X player or Y player. And probably he did not perform for me or I did a red arrow or a green. So there is that kind of a stress um, that it could be healthy stress that everyone feels stress in the game, which adds a beauty to it. But probably I it comes to me a bit a bit more than uh, it should be. Um, what I don't like about the game as well is the. Um, Especially this part of this season, um, there's a big part of the season where we uh, have actually kind of a template teams. Um, so at the beginning of the season, we used to have like everyone in the community has uh, the RAM uh, in the defense. So whatever they do, you don't actually move up or down in the rankings. Um, and recently now you have the likes of Jimenez, Borba, Rashford, Salah, Robo. It feels like whatever they do, I'm not like, okay, the he, Robertson came out with a clean sheet. All right. Well, that's good, but everyone has a clean, has a clean sheet. <laughs> so it, it kind of um, kills the game and you don't really move much, especially when, when you aim for top 10 K or top 5 K or so on, it feels really difficult. Um, um, when, when we have um, this kind of situation, um, this season, I, I, uh, I got up to 12,000, uh, in the world by game with 16. And I actually kept bouncing between 12K and 20K between game week 16 and 24. Um, I could not break into the 10K once because of, of probably part of it because of the template. Um, I don't remember anything after game week 24, by the way, because it went totally wrong. But, uh, yeah, so, um, we need some shake, um, we need some changes in the game. So, uh, probably. So, so go on then.
2: Tell us, uh, Carlos. If you were the boss, what what changes would you do?
1: Um, I just said that I don't remember anything about Game Week uh, after 24 anymore because um, uh, Kun is my favorite, my (laughs) hero player who destroyed me at the same time. Um, I did not own him. So uh, um, I thought about it, uh, what kind of a chip I need. So probably if we introduced... um, Get me Aguero N-Chip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't miss, miss out on him because he, he's just... Um, anyone who did not own him, he um, got the, the severely damaged. No uh, sympathy.
2: Uh, with, with, with a name as
1: Kun Karam on Twitter, yeah. I expected you to have him on Triple Captain. I did. So. I did, I did, but he, um, uh, it happened that he got injured by game week 14, um, as I remember. So I had to replace him by Hurricane, who started to perform. And I, we remember Hurricane on um, seven, eight games in a row, he, um, he delivered. So there was, he did not give me a chance to come back to Aguero. And then I switched to Obama, um, especially for Huddersfield, which was a no-show for him. And for the Cardiff game, which I did not. So i got very um, advantage of that. So indeed, yeah. so um, that's that's kind of um, um, a, jo- a joking uh, chip. Um, in reality, if, if I if I am the boss, um, I'd like to think of introducing the um, uh, what I call it, the maximum captain Um If someone is familiar with yeah. or it before. So basically, uh, we have this dilemma every week and we have always the two three captain options. And it's almost like 50-50 call, um, between two assets, for example. Um, what I'd like this ship to do is just, um, it could be once, um, in a season where you just activate this and the captaincy would basically go to the highest scoring player in your team and, and mm. would double. Um, so I think, I think it would give some advantage, um, to some players, especially when you have very 50-50 calls. We have, Thirty-eight game, we need fifty-fifty crawls, So uh, let's get one uh, to our side. That would be that will be always nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people actually suggest sometimes the roll back chip, so uh, to go back in time to to reverse a decision, whether it's a a transfer, or the captaincy. But um, I like that. Good stuff. Okay, Cram. So um, we asked you earlier on to describe yourself for us in three words as a person, but tell yeah. us how you describe yourself
1: as an FPL manager. Is it any different? Um. Yeah, uh, I would I would uh, take the competition as well and put it in FPL because it's it's a competitive game. Um, so it's very nice to be competitive in it. Um, I am a learner. Um, that's a change when it comes to FPL. Um, I'm doing my second season. I'm playing my second season in FPL and um, I'm still learning every day about strategies, about plans, about when to bring this player or when to ship him out. Um, and there are a lot of uh, perspectives from different players who are playing this for many many years um it's not a, it's not something that uh, I copy but at least i in, I am inspired by it um so I am a learner and there is a lot of uh, room of learning with this with this game um I thought about a third one um, and I ended up with a um, hundred points Game week seeker <laughs> 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 because because for two seasons until now I've never um, been in a 100 club uh, just yet. I think a few weeks ago, it was um, a storming I think the Salah uh, hat-trick against Bournemouth, this was a storming game where I scored 92 points Close. And that was the highest um, uh, scoring uh, game week for me uh, in Boston. I, I got a few 80 points and uh, uh, quite a few more of 70s, but never in 100s. So I hope that it will be I need one game where I score 100
2: <laughs> points, so that's maybe Aguero, maybe Aguero will get it for you if you actually uh, decide to triple captain him. Right? So, I um, yeah. so what's So to get to, so to get to so let's say if your target is to reach this 100 points, right? As as you as you still new in the game, mm-hmm. um, what what do you do um, to, each week to try and get to that target? Or you know um, before for your team, do, do you have any mini league uh, or what do you look at first?
1: Yeah, so um, I am I am actually using my maximum number of involvement in FPL. So I am actually in 15 mini leagues. Um, I, I like to join the um, FPL community mini leagues, the likes of uh, fantasy football community, fantasy football scout, um, some mini leagues. The one I care about the most and um, is the my my um, booking uh, mini league. So we've got um, a mini league for the booking.com employee. And um, we have 185 uh, participants in the game, which is quite big, uh, and it's worldwide. Um, so this is the one that I'm targeting to win. Um, currently, I am a third, uh, ranking third in the game. Um, used to be the first for quite a few weeks, and uh, now I dropped um, around 30 28 or 30 points uh, behind the top of the league, so that's still um, achievable. Um, and I think if I set many targets for me, the, the big target would be will be there. Um, and I I expect to be um, to be within. The, I'm, I'm hoping, of course, uh, to be within the top 10k um, to finish my next uh, second season with. The last season uh, I started really not well. Um, but since I picked up the uh, PL show and uh, the, the articles and all the accessible data, I finished just outside of the top 100 uh, top 100k. So that's quite relatively very good compared to where I was uh, at the mid of the season. Um, this one I'm aiming for top 10k, but let's see. Um, hopefully, no more damage from Agüero and Sterling, and uh, <laughs> um, catch up with the um, with the points very soon.
0: Great stuff. And uh, you mentioned earlier on, of course, that you um, the things you do before every deadline, so you do listen to all the podcasts and read the blogs and et cetera, et cetera, and look at the data. But um, when it comes to choosing your captain and deciding on your transfers, how and when do you usually
1: do that? Um so what I like to do, and um, I saw that in the FPL community uh, more often, is the after the deadline of uh, the current game week, I set up my uh, what the head has call the bus team. Um, so I look at my team now. Okay, how how is the setup? Who's in the bench would come in the starting eleven, and who's the uh, captain and uh, the vice captain? So uh, I can I can say that the the decision-making process is um, is on throughout the week. Uh, so once I put the uh, the bus team, I watch, of course, the game week uh, uh, games and uh, see the match of the day. Uh, and throughout the week, I look at the uh, scout cast articles and see the analysis. I look at the data We've, we've been uh, a lot into the XG, XA, and uh, these kind of stuff, which is very interesting uh, uh, to read. And then throughout the week, I try to, of course, I always try to um, push my transfers all the way until the Fridays or even Saturday mornings. Try to resist as much as I can. The, uh, the price rises, but I'm too weak sometimes. Um, uh, which uh, I, I, I broke the rule a couple of times this season. I had to go for an early transfer and didn't end up very well. Um So that's the key is to be patient and and to wait and just accept eating some price rises in order to achieve like a convinced you are com- until you are convinced of making the decision. Um I rarely change my captaincy decisions, but it happens in some of the Saturday mornings when I really get some concrete information about team leaks or news or some some crucial informations that uh, information that I really missed during the week that okay well I have to change the captaincy from. Um, for example and to Salah or to Son or any of those players um, but I always rely on the big hitters, that's the uh, the key thing for me, I always go for the premium players in the premium teams as captains and uh, try to be safe and give some faith for the rest of the team to to make up the, the difference and uh, climb the rankings Great stuff so, Karam, yeah. we know you support City mm-hmm.
2: right? <clears throat> so how do you feel about cheering on their fans and do you have any players that you do not choose because either you support City
1: or you just hate them because they give you bad memories? Um, so what I would say here is uh, there are a few players that I tried and um, I tried last season and I uh, promised myself I totally like a promise that I will not bring them this season um, because they were kind of um, they delivered as a spike in one two game weeks in a row and then they disappeared uh, uh, for a long time. Um, of course, I don't have the um, the old memories um, like you guys when it comes to the Andy Carols or Giroud, or those who are older than more than two seasons ago. But I I have enough experiences with um, with Theo Walcott with uh, Henrik Militarian. Um, and less so with the uh, Colum Wilson as well. So those three, I did not have good experience with them last season. So I promised myself, OK, I'm not going to bring them here whatsoever. Um, but it happened that I brought them again um in different stages of the season. Um, I brought Wolcott in game week three or four, where Charleston got a sent off and Wolcott scored and got an assist. And he held in a couple of game weeks in a row, if I remember correctly. And he was brought in by 700,000 managers. I was like, okay, well, this is a big bandwagon. It's not just um, a small one. So I ended up bringing workers for, for, a and you now after one week, I realized, no, that's not the way to go. I'm, I'm changing the, uh, the strategy <laughs> and, and I was taking with my, with my promise of last season. Um, when it comes to Man City, I'm a huge fan of Man City and in, in reality, they are one of the best attacking teams in the Premier League, so uh, it's almost, um, we don't like to use the word essential uh, as such in FBI, right? But um, if, if there is something that is close to essential, for me is having a Man City attacker, um, and, and it, can, it can be either Aguero or Sterling or Sani. but this period of time, the last, the last month, I can, I can say that I am confused um, with my feelings. Um, I, uh, dodged the, uh, peprolay, um, which gave me very hard times, uh, when I didn't own any Man City assets in the last month. Um, so it comes down, it ended up with a, a, a weird feeling that I'm not enjoying the game as, as much because I am very happy when, uh, Man City scores Score, um, but at the same time, uh, I was like, mm, I don't have this player in my team. I don't have Aguero on my team. So it's a bit of um, a difficult mix between FPL and and um, supporting your own team. But obviously, in in general, I'm still very happy that the team win and and uh, this is the most important part. But having not having any of them in FPL that makes it a bit difficult maybe for me. So, but I'm definitely going back to them after 20 game week 28 when uh, when uh, their game, their blind game week is over. So uh, at least I will cheer myself up twice when they score.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I have to say this season I've I some some game weeks have gone where I don't actually care about FBL. because it's it's um, I know in your um, time supporting English Premier League teams, Man City have been there thereabouts in the Premier League race every year, but. This year um FPL definitely has taken a back seat for uh, for me. And even if I've owned Man City players, I haven't been happy when they've been
1: doing well. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I, I have, yeah, and I, I wanna tell you that at this moment of time I have three players from Liverpool and two players from Man United. Um but I don't have any of Man City. So uh, it 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 is it's very different between real life and, and FPL, um which which if, if this is the situation, that's fine because you need to split your emotions from uh, playing uh, a game. So, uh, and of course, it comes down to the structure of your team. Can you afford uh, Aguero or you can afford Sterling in your team? But it's indeed very difficult um, if they perform, which is very likely because um, they score a lot of goals. Um, so probably what I would do from now on is just get one of them in my team and uh, forget about him until the end of the season and he will deliver.
0: Um, and tell us—you uh, mentioned earlier on about how much you've, you've enjoyed being part of the FPL community and the time you've been involved. But um, tell us about your series and blogs. How
1: and um, why, I guess, did that start? Yeah. So, um, um, well, I like I like the FPL community on Twitter very much. I like how they read the data and and um, listen uh, to the podcast and read the articles and see their perspectives in looking and how you can read the, dif- the data differently. Um, what i also uh, impressed of is the um, the willingness uh, to share the information in in a competitive game so probably in normal situation maybe you wouldn't like to share the um, some outstanding information uh, but to keep it to yourself uh, to stay in, uh, in advantage in the game but that's not the case in the fpl community we always have the willingness to uh, to uh, share the information and and even give uh, hints to the um, to the uh, to the accounts and okay retweets and share so the uh, information goes to everyone. Um, so I started I started that and and my first visibility on on Twitter was when I um, if you remember the injury of Agüero in game week 14. And there was that suspicion that Aguero was training in the um, in back side uh, or uh, part of um, uh, light training in the back of, uh, of the pitch. And the, the photo was not clear on GT Images. And um, what I did is basically I had some free time. So what I did, I got my ruler and start uh, applying my math because I love math and, and uh, tried to calculate the, uh, the height of the object and I found <laughs> out that, that the height is exactly as as, um, as Aguero's, uh, actual height and I posted it on Twitter and it went very viral I remember I remember it was retweeted and I got I think in three years of I think I have my account since 2011 so it never been active um, but at that time I had only 160 followers and on uh, that night i got um another two which was uh, very very nice but also very uh, um very strange for me because i'm not used to these situations. and i couldn't sleep that night because of notifications on on my on my phone <laughs> but it was very nice you know to see these uh, people giving uh, uh, acknowledging your work and and um, they are to have you between them so um i got i got this willingness as well and i started doing some more comparison data and and uh, shared with them and um, um, the likes of uh, Hazard position comparison when it comes to a, as a left wing or a false nine or so, I compiled some data and posted on Twitter, which was very, very interesting. Uh, and then later on, like a month ago, um, I thought of creating an Arabic content um, to provide some good material and information to um, the Arab uh, managers um, in order to increase the awareness and help improving playing the game, um, it also dissolves the language barrier if any of uh, of them don't feel comfortable with or struggle with the English language. So it was very very uh, nice, and we don't have we don't have um, much of Arabic content, if if you know what I mean. So there is plenty of websites and information to have in. Um, in the community now in uh in u k and throughout europe and even u s but not as much as uh in middle east, not not much in middle east i would say <laughs> so it was a kind of initiative to do that so uh, at the moment i do my own preview and review series every ahead of each game week based on the data we have on on uh on the websites and the blogs um what is some what is outstanding in my um what stands out on my on my channel that I do uh, a series uh, weekly series called Fantasy Expert um and this is inspired with uh, meet the manager that Joe uh, hosts some different managers uh, top managers worldwide so basically this fantasy expert series um meet the best FPL managers from Middle East uh, specifically and we chat with them about their success and their key success in the game and uh, their best strategies um, which is very interesting. And, and people in the Middle East, the managers in the Middle East, feel very happy with that, and, and they appreciate it as well. It's, it's great. It's,
2: you know, and I really enjoyed and was privileged to come on as well. Of course, uh, you know, I'm also Palestinian originally, even though I don't live in the Middle East. Um, I still relate to it. I relate to the passion. You know, Arabs, are ve- people don't realize how passionate we are about football. I yeah. mean, Karam, you probably understand what I mean, but when it's the year of the World Cup, Everybody has the flag of the country they support and they fight for them like it's their own country. It's like their brothers. It's like their own family, right? And there's rivalries. The rivalry between Arabs is huge. Whether you're United City, Liverpool, or even more, uh, Barca, Madrid, like, yeah. proper fight. Proper, like, you know, we're talking like real arguments and uh, as if they are from the city itself, right? So tell us more about the Arabic community on Twitter. Do you think that, the, that there should be more presence? They could do more? Are you the first Arabic YouTuber? Because I haven't seen anybody
1: else. Um, what I would, what I notice is that the um, the FBL community on Facebook is, is much bigger than on Twitter. I think they uh, the Arabic community likes to use Facebook more than Twitter uh, for some reason. Um, so I am actually involved in different pages and groups uh, related to fantasy on Facebook. Um, and and. Um, most of the managers, they are so passionate. Like you said, Mars, they are so passionate about football. They even fight each other um in, in, a, in a good way, um, arguing. Yeah, people the... don't get that. When I tell them that, they don't understand it. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it happens. It happens. It just open the discussion about Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo, and and the world will not will not end. <laughs> uh, so they are so passionate about it, indeed, and and uh, they love it so much. But I think their involvement in FPL. Um, is not there yet. Um, they There is a huge group of, of managers, especially in Egypt, for example. Um, Egypt offers around 600,000 managers out of the total community, which is 10% of managers the whole game. Um, but what I noticed is that they don't have enough um, access and information um, to help uh, their decision-making process. Um, so one of the groups that I am in on Facebook, um, I saw some... Or most of the managers, they play the game. It's nice to that all of us play the game for fun. But I thought that they played um, with bold des- decisions in a bold way, and their decisions don't seem to be um, based on information and data. So, for mm-hmm. example, in game week 22, I saw someone who got who, who tripled captain Kamara, who did not play, of course, and he put Lucas Dini as a vice tripled captain. Uh, who scored against Bournemouth, who assisted against Bournemouth, a clean sheet, and he got a whooping 12 points. So, in a way, he bittered my triple captain, which I used last week against, uh, with Salah, with 36 <laughs> points he got. So, it worked out for him, but, um, I wouldn't imagine myself doing that in the same way. So, that's... No, I don't think anybody one, would triple captain Kamara. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, it gave me an impression that, um, um, it worked out for him, that's fine. Congrats to him, of course. um, but there is a lack of knowledge about planning and transfers. um there are many pla many managers uh, currently they are um, questioning why Chelsea and Man City are not playing next game week um simply because they have a planned game week so i thought I thought uh, at some point that probably those managers are the bandwagon that we have um, in our uh, in our game, like bringing on Eduero. Um, to the game while he's not playing, so um, there is some work needs to be done. That's the um, uh, yeah. We're very
2: emotive people as well. We work on emotions, you know. Yeah. Wallahi, if I don't, if I khalas, I don't like him. I'm not bringing him in. No <laughs> way. Okay, this time, you know. <laughs> like, exactly. This is how we work. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep 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 up the work, Karim, because I think it's fantastic. I think yeah. the more the more we get Arabs, um, Arab players involved into Twitter and the community and into FBO. Uh, actually, it's better for the game.
1: Indeed, indeed. And just to add on what you said it quickly, for example, the Egyptians—they—they—they they, they have Mosala, right? So pretty much everyone has masala and captain him, regardless what is the fixture, regardless what is the port. <laughs> they just captain their own man. So when you see the effective ownership is 190 percent, I would say a huge part of it is, is uh, from the uh, Egyptian supporters. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, but he's a brilliant. He's a world class. Everyone should captain Salah. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Well, um, tell us, Karam, this is a, this is a one of our, one of our kind of funny questions, but, uh, tell us about your favorite meal and your favorite drink. So, um, I like to frame it as if it was your last meal and you could ask for anything to have to drink and to eat, what would you go for?
1: Wow. Um, there's a lot of nice food uh, around the world. I, I traveled a lot, um, uh, th- uh, um, in Europe and I enjoyed, Different cuisines and uh, different food. Um, to start with, we, we have in Palestine, Mars knows wherever. We have a very, very nice cuisine as well. And I like uh, a dish called Madluba, which is basically rice. Oh, yes. Rice, chicken, uh, tomato, potato, uh, eggplant, the kind of thing uh, with curcuma as well. You add to the, to the, to the rice. It's very delicious. I, I highly recommend everybody goes to the Middle East to try yeah. it.
2: Maclova uh, uh, means upside down, and when you cook it, you turn it upside down and serve it.
1: Exactly. It's really, it's straightforward, huh? <laughs> exactly. I, I I hosted a few friends. Um, Sounds crazy. Uh, yes, yes, and I it's hosted. It's the best dish things. ever. Full of carbs. Full of. Carbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hosted a few friends uh, a while ago, and they were impressed by how just to f- you flip the whole thing upside down, and you get like a very nice shape. Um, dish, so, uh, very, very, very tasty. Uh, when it comes to Europe, I really, I, there are many cuisines I like, but I enjoy the Spanish and the Portuguese food the most, the Mediterranean kind of, uh, food, seafood, the tapas, for example, um, in Spain. So that's, that's very tasty and very, very delicious. Uh, if, if you speak about drinks, um, I'm non-alcoholic, so I don't I, I don't know much about the the types and the wines and so on that you enjoy, guys. Um, if I look at the summertime, I like the uh, fruit sparkling um, summer lemonade um, kind of a drink, which is basically you bring a bunch of uh, fruits like blackberries, peeled and diced, um, kiwi, strawberry, pineapple, mango, and you put them together in, in a lemon lime soda or ginger ale. Uh, it's just a chill in the summertime. So that's, uh, I, I love, I love having that. Um, in winter time, um, I always drink what I drink now, my Moroccan, uh, green tea, which is very uh, healthy and very tasty. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, international. My, my, international. I love, um, yeah, no, I actually drink soda water with lime is, um, one of my kind of favorite drinks as well. It's lovely and refreshing. So um, it sounds similar,
2: but um, thanks, Mil. So, Karam, your house is on fire and you could only save one non-living item and it's not your phone. What, what would you grab?
1: Ah, never not that smart. <laughs> there are a bunch of nice things I have in my place where I, where I really need to, to take. Just say but, your Palestinian flag, let's be honest, yeah?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, oh. <laughs> that, that will be in the heart, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, I look around now, and and the thing stands out for me is actually the number 16 je- uh, kit of uh, Aguero, the, the 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 winning season, which I have, uh, which I wear it every every weekend watching when I watch Man City or when I travel to Etihad Stadium. So probably that's the one I would take for me because it means a lot for to me. You know, there are. Many things as well. I I could take like um, I have um, an, an album of photos with uh, with friends, with my traveling, with the f- family back home. That's very very nice. So uh, I would pick up uh, one of them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the year where you stole the where you stole the league off Liverpool
2: that late, that year? No, it was uh, when uh, they beat United. On golden, uh, Yeah, we'll let you have that one. Yeah, we'll let, let you have one. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you have one. Exactly. <laughs>
1: the, the QPR, just to clarify, yeah, it was the QPR goal uh, in. Oh yes, of course, well,
2: everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That yeah, was
0: yeah. Qua- it. Was quality, quality. Uh, yeah, tell us. um, Do you have any special skill? So um, we've we've had a lot of different different people have suggested some things in this that we don't want to repeat in polite co- company. But um, tell us what's your special
1: skill? Well, I think I have. um I have the fortune to be uh, to have a very strong memory, I would say. So I can really remember um, not only the memories, but very uh, small, maybe silly details. Uh, for example, if if um, we discuss, if I discuss something with my manager, I would say, "Well, I remember like six, seven months ago when you did this and you picked up that pen on that yellow uh, post-it notes and you write it down." It's like, how do you remember all of that? um so um, i think i have a very strong memory to remember um, um big, like gener- uh well big and very small details um what i what i found well, probably that's a secret uh, talent um i found it recently is that probably i am good at acting <laughs> uh, so basically, last week I featured in an Man City documentary film where it was about my journey to uh, the Etihad Stadium, and and there were a lot of interviews, a lot of uh, documentary filming, and um, actually I'm very proud of it. So um, it feels like okay, well I am up for it, so I can. Yeah, I saw I saw that one. It looked it looked good. You and the yeah? Egyptian guy. Yeah, it looked good. That's that's great. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's a skill I discovered, and uh, <laughs> we'll do it more often.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so favorite type of music. And if you don't say uh, Palestinian, I'm
1: switching off. It it (laughs) is. It is. You know, in in Middle East and in the Arab school in general is so huge, uh, Don and Mars. Um, It's so huge that we have schools. We have, uh, for example, the uh, the uh, Shami, which is uh, Lebanon, Syria and and Palestine. We have um, a huge variety of kind of music um what i like one of one of them um is the folklore uh so basically the traditional um songs about our country about our culture um I like also the uh the yeah the music from Palestine and iraq they have very very nice um Music as well. Well, other than that, if you go globally, I like uh, more of the romantic songs for some reason and uh, the piano music. So sometimes, or most of the time when I work, I have my headsets open. There is some kind of YouTube pages where you have 24-7 piano music. Um, where it gives some relaxation and calmness. Arab. Uh, more most Arabs. Most Arabs
2: love a romantic story and romantic music. (laughs) We are, we are, yeah. We We, we love life. Yeah, yeah, we all are. (laughs) Bunch of
0: mushy (laughs) buggers that's what you are. (laughs) Uh, Tell us uh, one guilty pleasure and one bad habit you have perhaps. Wow.
1: Um, A guilty pleasure. Um, So if I exclude my six, seven hours, sleeping per day, and the eight hours I work um, a day, the remaining hours will be spent totally on football, whether it's watch games or thinking and brainstorming about FPL or even playing FIFA. Um, so um, what I always like doing is uh, playing on my Xbox, playing FIFA on my Xbox in a hand, and the other hand is a bunch of chocolates and, and just grab them one after another. Um, which is also a bad habit if, if you can merge it together because I'm uh, addicted um, to sweets and even at work they call me the uh, the maestro or the uh, uh, everything about sweets should be ap- approved through me because I am expert in the, the sweets and have um, have experienced a lot of kinds of sweets um, which is very nice and and uh, the chocolate is always delicious but uh, probably a bit too much for me.
2: Carl, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, people make sure that you, you follow Karam at, uh, at, Kun, uh, at Kun Karam, Karam Taysir, and make sure you uh, look out for his uh, YouTube channel. There's uh, obviously it's a lot of Arabic content, but I believe there's sub- subtitles and more will be, there'll be more subtitles. So get to know the, the Arabic community and and the passion in the Arab community. So thank you again, Karam, for, for joining us and telling us more about, about your passion and, and about you.
1: Thank you, Mars. Thank you, Don, for having me here. I, I really enjoyed um, recording this with you, and uh, surely uh, the, the channel that you just mentioned uh, has, uh, has mostly Arabic content, but I would make sure to grab um, as many minutes as possible and uh, provide uh, English subtitles so the benefit goes um, across all the APL uh, community here on Twitter. Thank you. Brilliant. Mark. Thanks very much.
0: Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.